Hey, everybody, this is Ricky D from Best Flicks with Ricky D, and I'm being joined by Ryan, the Alva Fox. We are going to be talking about Don't Look Up. This is Netflix's new big movie release that is star-studded. Uh, we are seeing Leonardo DiCaprio, Jennifer Lawrence, Kate Blanchett, Meryl Streep, Jonah Hill, Tyler Perry, Timothy Chalamet, Ron Perlman, Aria Grande, and that's really just it's more than the tip of the iceberg, but there's more than that in it. Uh, this is just a huge star-studded cast uh, directed by Adam McKay, who you might also remember. Uh, he did The Big Short, and, uh, you know, he's done some pretty big movies. Uh, I think he was also the director of Anchorman. Uh, oh, so, really? Yeah. Uh, he's um, one of the reviews I was looking at of this movie talked about Adam McKay. And his selection of Milk Was a Bad Choice, which was, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> the anchorman, uh, Will Ferrell, he made that joke. And it's just a really stupid <laughs> joke, but it really <laughs> stuck around. Oh, Milk Was a Bad Choice. Yeah. <laughs> so we're talking about Don't Look Up. Uh, the plot of this can be, I'm going to read the quick synopsis off of IMDb. Uh, two low-level astronomers must go on a giant media tour to warn mankind of an approaching comet that will destroy planet Earth. So this is a very satirical movie. Uh, it's kind of, it's based on this idea that uh, there's a comet coming to Earth. Some t scientists have identified it. They've found it. They've tracked its trajectory. And there's a 99.78 chance that it's going to hit Earth. And everybody just kind of wants to ignore it because it's not fun to think about imminent death. There's also talk about uh, there's precious metals on the asteroids. So all of the rich people want to mine this asteroid, which means you can't destroy it and get it out of the way because it has a certain amount of value to it. Uh, and it was just this really, really interesting walk through what would go on in the force of, in the face of this very sudden look at the destruction of our of ourselves. Uh, so, Ryan, what do you want to say about the movie to start off with? Um, well, just start off with, uh, it, the movie starts off with a, a funny quote where it says, uh, I, I want to die like my grandfather did in his sleep, uh, or I want to die in my sleep like my grandfather did and not in terror screaming like his passengers. Right. Yeah. A <laughs> famous Jack Handy. Like there were like Jack Handy joke books that people kept on their toilet <laughs> so before we had smartphones. People would just read like bad jokes in the bathroom. Oh, yeah. Do your parents still have books in the bathroom? No, my parents. Well, my mom would only be reading, like, those crappy romance novels. Oh, okay. Like, oh, th she just <clears throat> devours those. I feel like back in the day, you did see a lot more books in the bathroom. Mm -hmm, just, like, in the back, sitting on the back of the the tank. Yep. <laughs> Which is weird. <laughs> uh, all right. So, I got to... This is such an interesting movie. Uh, I've seen a lot of negative reviews, and I will. Uh, first off, we're going to be talking about spoilers. Uh, this is also a very politically charged movie. Uh, this movie makes a lot points a lot of fun at the Trump administration. Uh, they point a lot of fun at uh, how the richest of the rich kind of run everything, and everybody else just has to go along with what happens because we don't have a say. Yeah, it's. 
very politically charged. You can see it's very tied to, I mean, obviously, the, like the coronavirus yes. and and the past administration that we had, for sure. We had right. female Trump portrayed yeah, by they, Meryl uh, Streep. Meryl Streep, female Trump was amazing. And, you know, a lot of these actors like Leonardo DiCaprio and Jonah Hill, they're very outspoken, you know, never Trumpers kind of thing. So it is definitely aimed at that audience. Uh, I also read that this isn't actually about the coronavirus. It was meant when it was written, it was supposed to be about global warming and how oh. everybody's going, look, we have this data, we have this information, but nobody wants to do anything about it. Everybody's like, well, maybe it'll get better. <laughs> Same idea, uh, I guess, kind of. <laughs> right. And it's just the idea of the asteroid makes everything very timely and sudden, like, this is happening in six months and yeah. with coronavirus or with global warming or those kind of things, it's kind of like, well, it's going to get bad and then it's going to get badder and then it's going to get baddest. And, you know, <laughs> but that's for our grandkids. Don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah. You know, I really liked how this, uh, <laughs> I enjoyed how the movie started out. It was just kind of like um, following Jennifer Lawrence, who she plays Kate, T Kate, Dibioski, which yeah. they eventually named the comet after her. So it's like, what is it? Comet Dibioski. Mm -hmm. And um, which I feel like would be kind of cool, but also kind of like, uh, like having a comet named after you, but it's also going to destroy Earth. Yeah. Not that anyone's going to be alive to remember that, anyways. But <laughs> yeah, another. I liked. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I liked how it started out with just her just like bopping around looking at the stars, at exploding stars. And then it just immediately went into like that discovery of that that comet. And then it just immediately went into like a, like a really great nerd party is how I'd describe it. Mm -hmm. Because they're just like super excited. They're like handing beers out and stuff. They're just like crunching numbers on a whiteboard and they're loving it. And like, yeah, it's just it's it's kind of funny. I like that. The, the beginning of it yeah that's how nerds like to party <laughs> but yeah it was really sweet and yeah it was cute oh uh you were talking about kate dibioski uh, -huh. uh one of the early kind of really poignant jokes in this movie was uh after she went on tv and she's like there's an asteroid coming it's coming it's going to kill us we're all gonna die and she kind of got a little nutty about it because she's trying to warn the entire world but they turned her into a meme oh yeah <laughs> yeah for sure how this would go down mm -hmm. uh like uh when i can't the peter isherwell guy he was like jeff bezos slash elon musk yeah like just the super wealthy guy uh and he shows up and like it's a he's in a top secret military bunker as they're planning on uh launching <laughs> this they're launching a whole bunch of nukes at the asteroid to clear it and he shows up and he goes no there's precious metals on there i need to make i need that money there's 34 trillion dollars in that asteroid and we need it and then he throws out some uh nonsense about how uh there will never be another starving person uh there will never be another poor person nobody will ever die right they're wrapping such... that pretty bow around there right and it's like no, no 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 this is about you having a ton of money and wanting more money this is not for 
the betterment of the world. This is not going to do anything to help humanity. This is going to make you make more money so you can build things where people have to pay more money to you. That's yep. all it is. And I, there's just a whole bunch of just disgustingly real moments like that. Yeah, I also loved... <laughs> there's a, that moment when he walks into the bunker when they're they're doing the launch uh that the peter isherwell and um jennifer lawrence her character looks over and she goes is he allowed to be in here and she, jonah hill looks over and goes oh yeah he's a platinum eagle level donor so right <laughs> his clearance pretty much everywhere he just like rolls her eyes this is like that seemed like a very real thing like as well for sure yes of course <laughs> If you've got the money, you can get backstage to any concert. You can get into any facility. If you've got the money, you can get wherever you want to go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Jonah Hill. I am so impressed with where Jonah Hill has taken his career. Definitely. He started out in Superbad. Superbad is the first thing I can remember him from. Me also, yeah. Uh, and he was just kind of this ridiculous fat guy joke of a character he was second billing he was whatever and now he's like the number one cast in wolf of wall street uh he's doing this movie he's uh let me look up what jonah hill has done recently but his career has gone so much further than i oh, would have yeah. thought from breaking bad the 21 yeah. jump street the money ball he's getting ready to play jerry garcia that's incredible yeah <laughs> Yeah. So no. Jonah, yeah. He he definitely blew up in the last. What? When did um, Superbad come out? It wasn't while we were still in high school. What? Two thousand. Sorry, I'm looking right. Uh, Superbad, two thousand seven. Right when oh. we got out. Oh. Okay. Yeah. That was a good. That was a that was a great movie back mm -hmm. then too. Oh, I guess he was like. Uh, do you remember when he came into the? Uh, like eBay store. Oh, on yeah. Anchorman. Or 40 year old not, virgin. virgin. Yeah, he just yeah. kind of showed up. He's like, uh, I want to return this. This doesn't go. <laughs> yeah. Or he's like, I wanted to buy this. And she goes, You have to go online and buy it. That's what it was. Right. You can't buy it in the store. You have to go yeah. home to your computer and place like, a bid. Right here. Yeah, that's what he was doing. <laughs> yeah, he was definitely in a lot of more of those like supporting right like he was always part of a group of friends as well it seemed like but he has exploded and really come into himself as an actor i believe yeah really um he's doing some awesome stuff like wolf of wall does. street he anchored yeah. a scorsese movie yeah for sure wow uh so in this movie he plays uh meryl streep's kid so basically he would be <laughs> donald trump jr if you kind of put all the pieces together and he's constantly like doing drugs. And uh, he brought when Leonardo DiCaprio and Jennifer Lawrence, they like came to the white house and they were in the waiting room. He brought them like a bag of pretzels and a water and he charged them for it. No, that like, wasn't Jonah Hill. That oh, was that general. He was a three-star general. He was like an older guy. Oh, are you talking about when they were waiting in the closet? Remember? Or is that, yeah. is that what it was? <laughs> okay i got you sorry i cut you off yeah no that's fine and then like they uh a little bit later they go into the kitchen and they're like uh yeah is there a vending machine or how do i pay for all this stuff and it's like it's the white house 
you can have a bag of pretzels for free. You can have a bottle of water. It's okay. They're like, why did he do that? Oh, no, no, that was the three-star general. Okay. I thought the joke you were referring to was was when he had him, like, trapped in the that little room. There was, like, paintings sitting on the on the ground against the wall. Mm-hmm. And then um, he comes in and tells Leonardo DiCaprio, uh, he's like, you're our new, like, chief of, you know, astrological yep. sciences or whatever, uh, and you need to become debuted be debriefed uh at this meeting and then jonah hill is like we brought you some snacks and he just like throws the snacks in the yeah. water like <laughs> on the floor <laughs> so he's an awful his character is awful in this <laughs> yeah and like right when they launch all the nukes to launch the asteroid he's like oh the molly's kicking in at the perfect time <laughs> so, oh what a slime ball he's such a good slime ball i loved his like his little feud with Jennifer Lawrence's character where he kept like every time she was abducted from wherever she was, he had him, the FBI put a hood over her head. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, you know, they don't have to actually do that. That's the CIA. I didn't do that special for you. He's got like this middle school bully quality. He does. Yeah. And I'm sure, Oh my God, I would love to watch him act. Cause he has, I'm sure like the best just ab libs, like just improv. Mm-hmm. Just he, I bet he just improvises super well. Yeah, and he has, just has so many comebacks for Jennifer Lawrence in this movie <laughs> that we didn't see. <laughs> uh, I wanted to talk about Ron Perlman. That's the guy that played the um, astronaut, and he was also <laughs> also in charge of uh, like the White House exercise program or something. And he <laughs> yeah, was just, he was chasing kids around like, run, fatty. <laughs> <laughs> It was, it was supposed to be like the White House health program, like uh, Obama rolled out. Or no, it was uh, Michelle Obama who had the, uh, like, there was, he, she had some pet campaign when Obama was in uh, White House. And it was just like, get moving or something. I think it was called get moving. Oh, okay. But uh, anyway, Ron Perlman, I'm pretty sure he's supposed to be Buzz Aldrin. Because, you know, okay. Meryl Streep is Donald Trump and all these people are kind of representing different people. I'm pretty sure Ron Perlman is Buzz Aldrin because he's this really surly, angry astronaut. And Buzz Aldrin has been known to punch people like oh, in the God. middle. Yeah. In the middle of like press moments, uh, <laughs> people are known to ask him if the moon landing moon landing was real because there's plenty of people that think the moon landing right. was faked or we live on a flat earth or any kinds of other weird conspiracy theories. And he's a grumpy old man that went to the moon. And if you're telling him he didn't accomplish one of the greatest things that Americans have accomplished, he's going to knock you out. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure that's what the Ron Perlman character was about. But I loved that. <laughs> yeah, I wrote him down as kind of the like the racist hero. Because yeah. when he was taking off, he was like, this is for all the hardworking white people, white folks out there. <laughs> and then he's like, and also the Indians, both of them, I guess, like the ones that ride the elephants and the ones that have the bows. <laughs> he's just going on this yeah. weird rant. <laughs> and for the gays, let's let's keep it on track, buddy. Let's keep it on track. <laughs> so, yeah, he it, that kind of reminded me of Michael Scott a little bit. Oh, okay. he's, like, he's trying to be good natured but he's just so off beat about everything yeah. uh the gay witch hunt episode of the office is probably my favorite 
where Michael forces himself to kiss Oscar. Yeah. <laughs> he's just got those sweaty, gross lips and he's pushing him up against Oscar. And, and uh, Oscar's like really wanting to resist it, but it's also <laughs> like his boss, I guess. <laughs> yeah, it's his boss. And Michael's trying to do a good thing, even if he's way off base and he doesn't understand why it's wrong. He's trying to do something good. <laughs> uh, there was one point where they were talking about how it's not a hundred percent chance that the ast- that the asteroid will hit Earth. Mm-hmm. He's like, it's ninety nine point seven four or something. He's like, oh, so it's not a hundred percent. He goes, well, scientists don't typically go for the hundred percent. We try and be as accurate as possible. So that's like seventy percent. No, it's ninety nine point seven four. And I I think people do that. Like uh, yeah. condoms are supposed to be ninety nine percent effective as long as they're used properly. But then people go, ah, condom's not safe enough. It's only like 70% effective. It's like, no, no, no. Nope. Let's not blur these things. 99% is not 100%, but it's sure as hell not 70%. (laughs) Fudging the numbers. Right. (laughs) So that was definitely a fun moment. Uh, The Ariana Grande thing, like uh, earlier in the movie when they were trying to get on stage and Mm-hmm. she was just trying to like i guess that was another funny and poignant part where they're like they're giving all of the stage time to this stupid singer who's breaking up with her boyfriend but maybe they're getting back together and it was just holding off this extremely important dialogue about a comet coming to earth and they were trying to announce it right yeah that was really funny when they were backstage and <laughs> I think uh, Leonardo DiCaprio was like, is that so-and-so? Uh, what's her name in there? Uh, Ariana Grande, but uh, her name in the show, Riley. Riley, that's right. Riley Bina. So he goes, are you Riley Bina? She goes, yeah. And then he goes, I'm really sorry about uh, your breakup with so-and-so. And uh, she goes, oh, why don't you mind your own fucking business, old man? <laughs> 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 Uh, but it was really funny having them. Yeah, they pushed like the science segment is what they called. They're like, mm-hmm. they're like, do they know why we're here? And uh, they're like, oh no, they love having science segments. So remember, keep it light and fun. And they're like, I don't think they know why we're here. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, the news anchors they just wanted to make everything fun. They want everybody to be happy. They don't yeah. want to announce bad things, which is another truth about our news. Is if there's you know, a wildfire going on, they'll focus more on the people that got away rather than what was destroyed. It's just something that humans don't like to be sad, and the news is trying to make money off a rating, so they try not to make us sad. Yeah, and that really, that spun um, Leonardo DiCaprio's character, Randall, uh, Mindy, um, into that that really awesome monologue. Like, he does, I mean, he's such a great actor, but he did that really awesome monologue of him just like yelling into the camera about like how serious this is and stuff. And um, however, they're like you said, the news anchors, anchors are trying to keep everything light and fun when there's obviously a planet like 100% hitting the planet. Right. <laughs> yeah. But I really like that, that monologue. That was one of the um, better acting moments in the in in the movie not that there there's really any bad acting but right uh 
you know, it wasn't Leonardo DiCaprio's best. I mean, it's the movie. It's not going to be an Oscar movie. So it's not like Leonardo DiCaprio is giving his best performance or Meryl Streep is giving her best performance. But it's this little satirical thing. And mm-hmm. no, the acting definitely isn't bad. Right. And I was also I was looking at this movie thinking, I bet this was really cheap to make. Like there's very few special effects. I imagine most of their money went to just paying the actors. And I think the actors liked the message. So they might have taken a little bit of a pay hit on that. Hmm. Yeah. But that's uh, just speculation, I guess. <laughs> I thought it was really funny when they were waiting for the the president uh, in the waiting room. And they had to, like, wait for, wait through, like, a birthday party. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> it's just that, like, that dark humor of, like, like they knew the world was going to end and they just had to sit through a birthday party. <laughs> yeah, it, it just doesn't seem to be a priority for anybody else. Yeah. I, th- I feel like I would have really handled the news more like like um, Jennifer Lawrence's character. Like that the world was going to end. Mm-hmm. Like I would have been kind of more bummed out and like all the time and panicky. Right. At a certain point, she just kind of gets all of her power stripped away. She's no longer an astronomer. She isn't allowed to talk about anything. Like <laughs> yeah. there's a cease and desist on her. So she ends up just working at a grocery store job and she's like, I guess I'm just going to be here until the end of the world in five more months. Yeah. (laughs) There's nothing else that she can do about it. You said that cease and desist order that brings up that point of, uh, that was another funny moment when they were in the bar and the three of the scientists were talking about why the, they turned the mission around and it was for to harvest all these minerals. And, um, the, you know, the bartender overheard or the server and then, Pretty much every in the, everyone in the bar like crowded around him was like, "Why did they turn that mission around?" Like we saw your your badge looked like it was mm-hmm. an official NASA badge, and you you guys know what really happened. And then she goes into the story of like, you know, they're just it's basically to make rich people richer kind of right. thing. And then it immediately cuts into a riot scene. Yeah, <laughs> uh, to- and that's what I thought was most realistic, or at least it's the one that spoke most to me. Like, if I was told by someone with some credentials that, like, we're going to die in five more months, uh, president doesn't care, scientists don't care, NASA doesn't care, nothing's going to happen, uh, they're really just trying to make money off of it. Yeah. I, I think people would riot. For sure. No, yeah. That, that definitely holds true. <laughs> yeah. Let's see. All right. Uh, I think... By the end of the movie, not I think. <laughs> uh, so once we got started getting near the end of the movie, like at the beginning, it was just talk about a comet. They were just like, we can see it with our, um, we can see it with our telescopes. We can track its momentum. We know where it's coming. But at a certain point in the movie, you can actually look up and see the asteroid, and that's where the name of the movie "Don't Look Up" really came from, because right. there were people going, "Look, it's right there. You can see it." It's coming mm. for us. And there are other people going, can't prove it. You cannot prove yeah. that. I'm not looking up. I'm not looking for that. I'm not going to try. And that was really a scary moment. Like That's yeah. when the movie started getting extremely real and also timely because, like you mentioned, with the pandemic and uh-huh. climate change, it's just people are trying to pretend that there's an option that doesn't really exist. 
they just want to ignore it or they want to assume it's going to fix itself or whatever. Right. And it, you know, you can look up and you can see the proof, but they just don't want it. Yeah. <laughs> and then there was a certain point, like at the end, near the end of the movie when they were having political rally and that that one guy looked up with that obviously red you know trump ha- looking yeah. at and he's like what the fuck is that <laughs> like, yeah right he's like they lied to us <laughs> i can't believe they did that <laughs> oh by the way did you recognize the peter isherwell uh did you recognize him from anything he, i, I think not. he was in ready player one i feel like he was one of the the guys that came up with like that digital world the gaming world oh he he was was kind of an awkward character just like this guy almost yes he was like uh the architect or something except that's for something like that yeah Yeah. (laughs) but it it was interesting how similar their characters were to me yeah he was halliday Mm -hmm. yeah his name good catch yeah, it was just his awkwardness that really. I, I wonder. I want to see an interview with him and see what he's like outside. Yeah, because he's just he's soft spoken and he's nervous. He's almost like twitchy mm-hmm. in both of those yeah. roles. But they he's that serves him very well for the roles. Yeah, plays that awkward creative genius pretty well. Um. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of him being awkward, there's a there's a moment in uh, that meeting where he was explaining what his drones were going to do to separate the um, separate the comet so that they could harvest the materials. Yep. And um, so there was that like hologram basically of what they were going to do, and she started explaining it, and she like he like came up behind her and like smelled her hair. I yes. Don't know if you caught that. I did. I yeah. did. I was like. Is that a shot at Joe Biden? <laughs> That's what I was thinking too. <laughs> I totally noticed him sniff that girl's hair. I was like, I wonder if they're taking a shot at the left too. I appreciate that. It doesn't have to be, well, it, it's extremely one-sided anyways, but throwing a shot or two at your own team, I always appreciate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> No, oh, it was a bummer in the movie when Kate went home or tried to go back home to her parents' house. Oh my you, god, that was they're like, We have enough division as it is, and we're here uh pro pro comment for the jobs that it's gonna provide. Right. And she's just like, It's gonna kill us all. What do you mean? <laughs> yeah, that's right. not a stance you can take. <laughs> yeah, and she just wanted to be with them for like the last five months or four months or whatever they had. Mm-hmm. But everything is being politicized, and it's a lot of it is generational. There's a lot of the older generation thinks one way, the younger generation thinks the other way, and it causes strife in families. Yeah, definitely. That was a that was a little more serious note on, uh, I guess, serious nod, a nod to something more serious in the movie. I guess right. <laughs> That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, and the movie does a good job of taking something very serious and making it fun. Yeah. And a little yeah, for sure. And yeah. Yes. Uh I loved <laughs> there was a funny moment when when um when the launch mission failed and they, they realized the comet was still intact. 
um like people started panicking like the one guy was like i have a 20 year old daughter i'm gonna go see her and lady was like i'm gonna go see my husband like people were running out of the office and uh the oh, right, right right peter isherwell was like i gotta go to the bathroom and then the president was like i also have to go to the bathroom and she just left jonah hill there like <laughs> right but then uh all those people were like panicking and like yelling out serious things. And somebody in the background just yelled out, I'm doing an eight ball. <laughs> oh, I did not catch that. <laughs> but it, that also, it brought up a very interesting question of, you know, all these people, the people in charge that say they don't believe the pandemic is that bad or climate change is that bad. What happens when they're no longer able to keep that belief? I mean, the larger public can be brainwashed and can be told lies and that kind of thing. But when you're on the inside and you're pushing that message and you realize that it just isn't true, yeah. you have to go home and be with your family. You have to, you know, how do you repent for that? Yeah. Well, the president didn't. She just went to space and she got right. one of those, uh, what was it, bronchular or something? <laughs> yeah, uh, there were a couple of post-credit scenes in this movie so make sure you watch those for sure and you know one of the things that i don't know if it should bother me but anytime there's these huge disaster movies uh like the day after tomorrow or deep impact uh mm -hmm. 2012 all of those i mean i understand that this is an american-made movie it's for american audiences that kind of thing always it seems to be down to the americans to fix it or to not be able to fix it but they don't have i always kind of think there should be like this giant un meeting or something where all the power all the more powerful countries get together and go we have these resources you have these resources these people can do this we can put something together but it's always just american scientists and that always sits weird with me yeah they well at least they they kind of have that like they kind of addressed that like very issue where um like america was like cutting all the other countries out of the or they're cutting all cutting a bunch of countries out of the profits from the comet or whatever and then like okay. the un was like they all came together on their own for their own defensive strategy on how to blow up the comet um so i kind of maybe that was also i mean that kind of touches on the yeah, subject and i may but, have missed that oh okay i may have been uh you know primed to think that way based on some of the other movies i saw so i definitely could have missed that <laughs> did you watch there was um a little off subject did you watch um that space show on netflix with steve carell i did not space force oh, yeah that was pretty good i did good. not see that well yeah i think you'd like that one all right everybody should check out space force on netflix <laughs> and you know we were talking about steve carell earlier he is definitely a good comedian yeah for sure and dramatic actor i feel like as well just yeah he had like life of dan or dan in real life or something he has had some a uh, little miss sunshine yeah and then he did uh there's one fox catcher uh it was about wrestling huh i haven't even heard of he that was a coach He's got like a crazy like prosthetic nose in there. So it's almost hard to recognize him, but you can still see him there. <laughs> I am running low on notes. Do you have anything else that you really think we should talk about?
talk about any other scenes, any other characters, anything like that? Um, no, not really. Uh, yeah. I think we touched on like pretty much, pretty much everything. Yeah, uh, yeah, I think you and I are both saying this is definitely a recommended movie. You don't have to go out to the theaters and see it. You can watch it in your home. Uh, you know, find a couple of like-minded friends, watch the movie and poke fun at it. Talk about how kind of realistic the kind of how everything rolls out is. Because I'm just constantly thinking, like, if this happens, they're going to go this direction. And I was always right. So it's kind of a predictable storyline, but not in a bad way. Yeah, I mean, there was actually I was surprised at a couple parts where I didn't expect Leonardo DiCaprio's character to um, go along with the affair with that news anchor or right. that show. And I was but, like, uh, "Sex will trap any man." <laughs> yeah, yeah. He even had a wife, and he was doing that. Yep. Yeah, and he, and he, he like, seemed like a very home. yeah. He seemed like he was a very upstanding character. He didn't seem like the sleazy cheater guy. Jonah Hill, I'm sure, cheated on his fictitious wife in the movie. Uh, I'm sure the president, like there was, she sent like sexual photos at one point in the movie. Oh, yeah. But so, you know, plenty of the characters could be capable of cheating, but you wouldn't think Leonardo DiCaprio, his character, except really almost any man can be convinced yeah yeah no. we're paid. <laughs> terrible <laughs> uh all right so we recommend it you want to give it a rating out of 10 um yeah i'm trying to i would say i would say seven yeah i'm right there like seven and a half out of ten yeah. uh it's it definitely cannot be your kind of movie if you're more conservative or uh you know any kind of if you're on a different political spectrum, this might not be something that you would enjoy. It definitely won't be something you enjoy. But <laughs> if you're, you know, pretty liberal, if you're enjoying this kind of thing, it's a really good satire. It's a great lampoon. Uh, definitely check it out. Yeah, it's like my cousin said, it's one of the best documentaries of 2022. <laughs> uh, you know what? <laughs> uh, if you look on the cover of the movie, it says based on truly possible events. Oh yeah, which is a really interesting way to put it because yeah, that it is based on truly possible events. Oh yeah, very much so. And it's 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 all it's very sad to look at too. Uh, how possible it is. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Do you want to give your Twitter and Instagram info? Oh yeah. Um... Well, I'm not much on Twitter. I'm not much of a Twitter. I'm so bad at Twitter. I really need to step it up. Yeah, and I haven't done much with Instagram, but my Instagram is um, at A-L-V-A-F-O-X-X. Um, I'm a visual artist. I do mostly digital paintings um, now that I've run out of wall space, but I still do uh, physical paintings as well. Um, yeah. Uh, also trying to start doing some Twitch streams um with uh some art and stuff like that so perhaps you can find me there also at the same tag at alpha fox all right smash that like and subscribe button <laughs> yeah uh, well, well thanks for having me on tonight uh it was a fun watch for sure absolutely uh, i appreciate you coming by every week 
Well, as often as I do, it's not quite weekly. <laughs> but thank you very much for coming by. It's always great to talk about these things with you. Yeah, yeah. And thank you to anyone uh, out there listening to our uh, our silliness and our, <laughs> our reviews. It, uh, we really enjoy doing this. It's a highlight in our week, for sure. Yeah. Um, so, um, you know, we do it for us and we do it for you. Oh, it's so weird. My Amazon my Amazon screen is now showing watch don't look up. <laughs> uh, somebody's listening to you talking about it. Yep, for sure. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm Ricky D from Best Flicks with Ricky D. This is Ryan, the Alva Fox. Just letting you know, don't look up. <laughs>